Welcome to the Winner's Playbook with Steve and Josh. Disclaimer, the information contained in this podcast is general in nature and does not take into account your personal circumstances. Please head to the show notes if you wish to book a free 15-minute call to discuss your personal situation. All right, welcome to the Winner's Playbook for another episode. My name's Steve Sloan. I'm here with my colleague and co-director, Joshua Lee. Josh, how are we today on this beautiful Friday? Yes, Steve, very good. Uh, it's yep. been a very busy week. We've had had one of the consultants that we actually work with in with the team yep. doing a lot of training, which has been amazing and actually working with all kind of employees within the business operations, not just the the advice team. And it's been a yeah, it's been a really good, really good productive week. Not as many, uh, many meetings client wise because of it, because we're doing so much training. But yeah, the next week's going to be busy to, to try and catch up for it. But uh, still snuck in a few meetings here and there. Most importantly, how about you, Steve? Yeah, yeah, I was, I'm in the Adelaide office sales in the Melbourne office this week. It was good to see the vibe of the team. It was amazing. Good, really good vibe, especially with the young young guys in there and girls. Good to see the training. And, the, and as we know, training is such a key part. Ongoing development of our job. We've got to keep up to pace with all the latest developments, especially the way we uh, deal with clients. It's uh, good to see. For sure. And obviously, we're in February and Valentine's Day just around the corner. Oh, big! It's a big. It's a big month with the Valentine's Day in the middle of it, isn't it? I know yes. our household get it gets a mention Valentine's Day, and you know, you know, it's probably a good day to celebrate your partner on that day. Mm-hmm. Um, but that brings us to our topic of conversation for this week, and couples and money, right? Which can be a very, very big topic with some couples. And yes. I was actually reading an article that most arguments, a lot of arguments, the majority of arguments, can come from money. Mm-hmm. And we see quite a bit of it. I, I suppose we, we deal with all couples in our job. Uh, you know, we, we when we deal with people's money, so we get to see a lot of it. But you know, if we kick it off, mate, in in terms of what do we think are the most challenging aspects when it comes to couples and dealing with money? What have you seen in your your career so far? Yeah, there's a few, you know, a few real standouts there. But obviously, when people are not on the same page, you know, when yeah. you're not on the same page with your with your partner, like that's just, you're kind of probably destined for disaster there. You know, I've seen some of the clients that I've actually spoken with who I've actually then not gone on to give advice. And then in some instances, sorry, some instances, actually they came on and I was going to look to do a financial plan with them, but they were just so not aligned. There was just no possible way for me to then get to doing any sort of advice. And unfortunately had to just say, look, guys, I'm not the right person to to actually help you. So some of the worst scenarios I've seen is when people are not aligned and not on the same page. So I think that's a, that's a huge one. And then obviously the repercussions from that is not just your, your finances are lacking, but then from a relationship standpoint, you know, it's probably going to go one way over, over the longer term. And I think, yeah, the biggest one is not, not being aligned with your finances and particularly not being transparent about it as well. And like sort of sweeping it under the rug, like a lot of people do, they kind of put their head in the sand and, and don't really want to address the realities of their, of their situation. And just the weeks keep rolling by nothing changes, nothing changes until, you know, something changes and maybe they split up. I don't, I don't know. What about you, Steve? Yeah, I was going to say, do you find that is like couples that are younger or do you find it's, you know, if they've been in the relationship for a certain amount of years, it, it generally doesn't come up as much? What, what, 
What's your take on that? Yeah, interesting. I'd say that the mass majority, if I look at like my generation, obviously I'm in my I'm in my late twenties, so we're a bit different, Steve. But I would say a lot of the younger generation I see oh, are more <laughs> you like that one? <laughs> a lot of the younger generation I see are actually really keeping things separate. Like a lot of friends and, and people I see in those younger generations, like they yeah, really right. keep things separate. Yeah, it's a lot of okay. a lot of what I see, whereas the, the older generations I tend to see don't they kind of put it just amalgamate it all into into one but then i had the, the couples that i've seen where I, again i couldn't give advice is because they were just totally not in a line not just financially but just from a, a goals perspective on what they're trying to trying to do with their lives but if i talk about my own situation you know with alana we've been together now for 10 years and you, wow. i think nearly from the get-go it's a long it's a long time so you're probably surprised she puts up with me for that long so very, very yeah very but yeah, we've we've actually always, you know, at the very beginning, all right, early 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 stages, we kept it all separate. But then very early on, we just put everything together, and then it's just it's just one. Like we don't actually, I don't look at it differently. So that's, how that's did how you come to that situation? Then was that just a natural thing that happened, or did you go right? We're going to just join our accounts together. Like how Probably, did it work? Yeah, probably when we moved in together, I think is what really oh. did that. Like we we moved, and it's like, all right, we're actually getting getting serious here. But like, I know I've got friends and and people I know and seeing that like they're basically married or they're married, they've got kids, and they're they still keep it separate. It's like this mm. is mine, this is yours. And yeah, I've heard of some some odd scenarios which I think that makes people kind of destined for disaster because they've already one one thing I, I heard not too long ago was someone actually in the relationship keeping all of the receipts of how of what they spend their money on from the get-go. And that's obviously leading to if something happens in future, it's like, hey, I I I've been spending yeah, all of this. Yeah. yeah and yeah. I was like, God, that doesn't sound like a a great way to be sort of thinking. You're kind of planting the seed for it to maybe blow up in future. So I guess like it's I think it's really important to have, you know, similar money goals. But yeah, what what have you seen over the over the time, Steve, with couples and and money and finances? Yeah, to be honest, I think a lot of couples I deal with probably, you know, 40s and business people and stuff like that, I, I tend to not come into too many situations where there's a big issue. I, I have had the odd one or two. I think most of the couples I deal with generally have uh, joined forces and, and and know each other well. But I think definitely they're on the same page. You know, the, the as you said, the issues become when you're really not on the same page. Sure, you can have, you know, just, you know discrepancies every now and then and, you know, yeah. oh, hang on, you shouldn't have spent that or that. That's, that's pretty normal. You know, I think for any... Yeah couple and that's not nothing to really worry about when i'm talking about the serious stuff it's really when you're not on the same page you know like you clearly you know you know got different ideals or ideas about what and i think most of the time when i do think about where those issues have come from is because their parents did it a certain way you know mm -hmm. one of the couple's dads or mums spent money or had visions of money and how to treat it differently yep. to the other one and and it yep. stemmed from that yeah and, and, and often this is where a good advisor can step in, right? Because often you've got to change the ideals of money and how it works and what it's there for. And having a third party in engaging that is where it's key. But if I think of Mim and I, Mim and I kept uh, our, our finances pretty separate, probably for a good couple of years in the relationship. It was probably definitely as we got married, it changed. But it probably took me a while to get my head around joint finances in a, in a right way, I reckon. Like, it it wasn't really about spending the money, I don't think. I, I, I was yeah. never too concerned. She was, she, you know, she didn't do anything out of the ordinary, to be honest. But 
it was probably just getting my head around joint everything, you know, and and I, you know, and that was that was a bit different for me. But you know, once we've got kids and married, you know, that 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 all changed, and I and I, and now I don't even really think about it. Sure, I watch money like a lot more. Like a, I think we had a conversation the other day about looking at your bank accounts. I look at my bank accounts every day. You know, I know mm-hmm. where it is, what's going on, and just tracking. And that's not because I'm worried about what's being spent as such. Like, you know, I've got probably Disney Plus and all the stuff for the kids and all the jazz to keep them entertained. But it's just about understanding where it is, what's going on, and, and getting a clear yep. picture where she would me would have no interest in, in doing that, you know, probably ever, to be honest. Yep. But that's cool. So, yeah, it, it's different. But, yeah, I think and, – and I think just touching on the point made about – Okay, so say you've got a couple that is a bit, you know, not aligned, yeah, right, to their to the goals, and you can tell there's some friction there. What what are, what are, what can we what can they do about it? Yeah, well, you kind of alluded to the the fact before is well, the first step is obviously try and speak openly, but you know you you can see how that sometimes can go with with couples is it just maybe it becomes a shouting match and yeah. you know they just it's just it's just how it works. So that's like like you said earlier, it's having that sort of third party impartial you know opinion come into the picture, and that's a part of what our role is essentially as an advisor because we always say it's like it's incredibly difficult to be objective on your own situation and actually look at your own situation and understand where your pitfalls are and and where your blind spots and and everything is as well and and that's exactly you know the role of the advisor like i always tell the clients before I can get to a point of telling you guys and showing you guys that my financial strategies and the plan and everything for the future, like we just got to get clear on who we are, what we want moving Mm. forwards. And if that is in a relationship, like we have to get aligned. We can't have two people pulling in two totally different directions. And I'll give you one example. I had the the one client, one of the clients I've ever said, look, I can't actually work with you is because there was just so, so much, there was just not aligned whatsoever. One of them was career driven, wanted to work forever. And then the other one was wanting to retire within sort of five, five years. And they would just argue about it. And it was just, it was just, it was just never going to work. And, you know, hopefully they work out, but if yeah. I was betting, I don't think they, they would. Cause it was, I'd, I'd never seen it that severe before, but like you said earlier, most couples I see are generally aligned. And I guess another point I would like to think about or raise is I tend to see one person in the relationship generally takes charge of the finances and is in more involved in it, which is then another point to to yeah. talk about is, you know, having someone actually take the lead on it in, and that's in all aspects of a relationship. So there's all the different things. We're only talking purely on finances here, but I find in all the different facets of what you might be doing in your relationship, someone's generally taking the lead in, in certain parts of it. And obviously, well, for us, you'd, think we're advisors so we're probably going to take the lead on the on the finances yeah. enough if i talk about my own situation yeah like similar to what you said with with mim your wife like alana doesn't take much notice to it she has no interest in it really yeah. whatsoever but i do like make a point so that she is aware of all of these things because like god forbid what if something ha- ever happened to me like she has yeah. to know what's happening what we have where things are as well and i think that's a really important point but yeah so to get onto your, to the same page to your, your original question is it's if you can't do it yourselves actually seek a third party who can sit with you and kind of mediate and ask you both what you want and then give you that you know give you their opinion and give you help you kind of get aligned and on the same page and that doesn't sometimes happen within an hour of a conversation sometimes that mm. might be multiple conversations so everyone gets on on the same page but in general i don't find it that 
that's usually a, a massive issue. Like typically I find that most couples are generally aligned and on the same page and, yep. you know, have somewhat similar goals in a way because they're a collective unit. It's not, they're not looking after just each other. Yes, there's going to be those individual goals, but it's, you know, particularly when kids come into the mix as well, like you're a family unit and you're not doing it. I can see you smiling because I don't have kids yet, <laughs> but you're not doing it just for yourself. So you're doing then all of it for, you know, the kids and, and the whole family unit. So maybe like you said, that does bring you closer and, and gets, gets you aligned. What do you reckon, Steve? Yeah, I just can't wait to see when you have five kids, mate. It's going to be fantastic. But <laughs> look, I, you know, I, I just, it made me think I've got a couple of them in it. And this is quite mm. common. You don't have to be arguing to have an issue. Like I've got mm. a couple, for instance, one of them in particular feels guilty about spending money. Uh, yeah. and, and and it's the, the female of the, the partnership. And so what we've actually done for them is agreed on how much per month can go into their own accounts and separate yes. accounts to just spend and not worry about it. And that simple strategy has really taken so much stress away from both of them, from yes. both of the parties, because they're like, right, yeah, this is how much I can spend. I can do whatever I want with it. And it's totally cool instead of it all going to the one account where they've worried about what each other's doing. And, yep. she, and look, to, to her credit, she didn't really raise it as an issue. But after me digging into it and realizing that it was an issue and freeing up, it's now, you can see the weight come off the shoulders. Right. Mm. And, and so I think it's important to know that it doesn't have to be arguing to be an issue. And yep. I think that's where it's really important to get that third party view on the whole picture because they can sort of step out of the, the bubble and give you that really good input into, OK, what's fair? What's what what can we spend here by, you know, saving for our future one? The kids, yep, tick, tick, but also enjoying life at the same time. Yeah. And so that well, that, that was leading to the next point of like what, yeah, so what ways do people sort of split expenses and like tackle those goals? Is is that the main one you typically see is like have a separate account or you recommend have a separate account account each or as an individual to have your, your guilt-free spending? Yeah, I'm, I'm a fan of it. I'm a fan of it. Having your separate accounts, you know, you can allocate some money to yourself and, and do that. I, I think so. And, and obviously you have a joint account with all the big expenses and all the bits and pieces that you got to pay for in life, you know, mortgages or rents or, you know, whatever it may be, bills. But definitely... I don't think there's any harm. Absolutely, you don't have to do that. You can have joint, joint. That's totally sure. cool too. But I think as long as you're on the same page, it's that's fine. But I think, I, look, I'm a fan of it. I do it with me and I think it works really well. Mm. You're not talking huge sums of money because most of the money goes, let's be honest, on bills and uh, yeah. rents and mortgages, et cetera. But yeah. I think it's a good way to just have, you know, that's mine. I can do what I want. Relax, have your own account and uh, yeah, go go from there. It works, works really well. Yeah, no, I, I agree. And that's exactly what I've had to do in my situation because it was for a period of time there, everything was, we ha had all the separate accounts for the different expenses, but our main everyday spending account, we both have access and visual of it. And I'm a pretty simple guy between, you know, work, going to gym, you know, yeah. with Alana, there's not much more I do, I do in my life. Like, yeah, but maybe I buy a bottle of whiskey here and there. Like that's you know yeah. that's kind of me. I don't you know get out to the clubs like you do, Steve. So I'm yeah, I'm pretty true. I'm I'm pretty low key. Yeah. But the thing is, for Alana, like God, she was you know, and she's gonna laugh if she listened to this. Like she was notorious on buying gym wear, and gym, and gym I, I know not a lot of ladies are like that. Like they just love the gym wear, leggings showing up you know every week, new leggings. And if you've seen her collection of leggings, like not Jesus. Safe. It, yeah, and they're not cheap. And then it got to a point and I'm like, you know, do you actually realize like what's how much is going out here? So then what we did, so talking about well, what we did is to first of all get on the same page. We went through an itemized, like a budget spreadsheet. Anyone can go on to moneysmart.gov and, and there's a budget spreadsheet 
and and go through and literally list out first of all what the in like what's coming into the household that's your start and then it gives you the itemized breakdown put in all your bills put in all the other expenses and then we did that and as you could see right yeah there's a lot of money coming into the household but what was going out like it, mm -hmm. it actually blew her mind a little bit so that was a really good start just to kind of get to a bit of a reality check is just to actually so you can both see clearly what's in and what's going out that's always a good starting point but then how do we deal with the fact that like i don't really spend that much money but she does want to spend money and taking that away well that's you know would probably create some issues yeah and so then what we did is like you you know there's a separate account we set up with our bank I don't have any visual on it. It's her everyday spending. So we still have our joint everyday spending, but then she has her actual own everyday spending, which is then every single month, there's a certain amount that goes into that account. Mm. And she does what she pleases with it. And I can't see where that money goes. <laughs> and mind you, that first of all, it actually made her think more about the money that she's spending because it yeah. was like, there's a limit to it. So it actually made her consciously think more when she was buying things. Whereas if it's just no limit there, you just repeatedly do it. And it just, it doesn't, you know, there's yeah. no feeling there at all. But when there no is value. a limit, it's like, yeah, there's no value. And then, so when there is that limit, whatever it may be, it's like, all right, crap, you know, I've actually got to make this last for the month. And, and it makes yeah. you question if you really do want those items. So that, that, I've seen work a lot and have done it with couples. And and it's, again, it's going to be different for everyone. So it could be you both have your individual accounts each. Maybe, maybe you don't, you just have it all in your every day. But particularly, you know, if you have one spending more than the other, having that, but actually having a a parameter around what you're spending in each of those categories, I think is is huge, hugely important. But for, for us, I keep really everything else joint besides that, because uh, like I said, I don't tend to spend a great, great deal of money. Yeah, totally agree, mate. I think that's a that's a good strategy. And uh, mate, any any other tips for the guys out there if they're looking to you know join join forces with their partner? What are some of the things they should be looking into? Yeah, I think well, one one question is then always then, and I get this every now and then is well, what about you know if if people have different levels of wealth, maybe getting together in a relationship? So how do you account for that? And kind of what I was saying a bit earlier about. Well, what if something ever happens down the line? Like, what if you split up or you divorce? So, what what really happens there? And I guess you know, it's it's that's not a nice conversation to be had. But if you are going into a relationship and there are vastly different levels of wealth, well, you know, having a prenup, like actually speaking to a you know a lawyer, like a family lawyer, and and upfront, there's nothing wrong with that at all. And I, I do get that question quite often. Is like, okay. You know, we're, we're happy in this, but like, what if something goes wrong? And I'm sure probably everyone knows situations where they've seen couples break up and it's just gone wrong. I've seen that a lot of plenty of times, but if you just go into it upfront and honest and maybe you have a mutual agreement at the very beginning and you sign off on it. But, you know, I suppose if things ever go wrong, it can always still get messy regardless of that. Mm -hmm. So it's never going to be foolproof. But, you know, having that honest conversation upfront, I think is is really good. But I think the key is just to really get aligned like when i when i look at like the wealth that i have with alana and you know say our family i don't like view it as mine and then or hers like it's just all together and if i'm honest i virtually have nothing in my name like she has everything in her name so you know all of the all of the properties all of the like i have a little bit of shares in my name like that's it so it's like people yeah. look at it and go oh well she could just run off and and take a little but it's like it's obviously not that simple but i don't like look at it in that way so we're we're like totally aligned now for the fact that you know if if we were to keep it separate and keep going 50 50 on everything like it actually wouldn't result in the most optimal outcome for us because like tax purposes and you know being yeah. in business is a, is a big one because any assets in your own name are you know 
could be subject to creditors. If something goes wrong with Link Wells or the businesses that we're involved in, there's actually a risk for having all of those assets in in my own name. So you gotta you gotta think about a lot of those things. And that's another probably point to hit on is like if you are in business, like you need to think about those those particular things. And that's where you might want to look at transferring assets into your partner's name or utilizing trust structures and and the alike but yeah that's how i view it like you know i think you just got to get totally aligned totally on the same page and if you're committed together it's it's a joint unit you're collectively working together to the greater good or goal of whatever you're trying to achieve but yes still have your individual respective accounts if you need that blow money guilt-free spending I think that might be the winning recipe for a good relationship. I don't know, Steve, but it sounds like a pretty a pretty good one. What do you reckon? Oh, man, I think you've nailed it. To be honest, I think it's a spot on. Really great. Yeah, cool. And in terms of like finishing up, Steve, is there anything else you've ever seen along a journey in terms of couples with with finances or other things that people you've seen that have, have implemented and gone, gone well or situations um, where it hasn't gone so well? Yeah. Yeah, look, I think just in general, where, where you're structuring up your assets jointly, as you just said, it can be very beneficial. So even if you're working as an employee, you know, looking to invest, when that strategy, you definitely want it as a couple strategy because, you know, from a tax perspective, we need to do move it between the couples and so like family trust structures, et cetera. So, that, you know, you absolutely have to be on the same page to maximise your wealth, all right? So effect, don't worry about the spending category part of it. To maximize yep. wealth grow wealth we need the couple on the same page it's as simple as that so if we're not there we, we really can't do our job properly yep no i totally agree steve so i think we've uh, dropped some nice nice little nuggets in this podcast today so guys we're going to wrap it up and appreciate everyone that's listening and if you are getting some value from this please give us five stars on apple or on spotify if you're listening on there and as always if you do want to actually have a chat about your personal situation because obviously this is the stuff that we that we do on a daily with our clients you can jump on the website take your pick of any of the advisors and book in just for an initial chat and we can actually first of all understand if you need any help from us whatsoever but if not appreciate you all listening and steve i'll see you on the next one see you mate have a good night cheers mate